0: That much about the, uh, the the bar hearing from yesterday. I just it just seems like such a tiny percent percentage of the population that's into that whole thing. Yeah. Based, based on all the polls. Yeah. I mean, people just aren't that into it. Right. There's a tiny group of people that are really into it, and I guess they're playing to that crowd. But we we haven't covered it that much.
3: No, no. And I watched it and I listened to it, and it was kind of it was mildly interesting if you're into that sort of thing, but. In terms of its significance, I mean, everybody is exaggerating the significance of everything they say all the time in those settings now. And I just, I don't know, I'm tired of it. This is from the New York
0: Times about San Francisco and how they're handling schools. So this is a bi-coastal version of the story. The New York Times reporting on San Francisco. For decades, the education mantra from presidential campaign trails to local school board elections has been the same. Your zip code should not determine the quality of your school. Well, few cities have gone further in trying to make that idea a reality than San Francisco, and this is one of your many stories. We liked. We're big fans of this uh, genre of story. The uh, the price of good intentions, mm-hmm. unintended consequences,
3: almost always because the uh, the action that's intended to right the wrongs or whatever is uh, involves taking money from people by the government. And throwing it at the problem, and it's generally poorly done.
0: San Francisco allows parents to apply to any elementary school in the district, having done away with the traditional school zoning 18 years ago in an effort to desegregate its classrooms. That's not the way. It, well, you, you know this. It doesn't work this way most places. The, the section of whatever city or town or wherever you live in determines what school you go to. They did away with it. Our current system is broken, said Stephen Cook, president of the District Board of Education. Things are actually worse. We inadvertently made schools more segregated. (laughs) So in their attempt to make schools less segregated, they ended up with schools more segregated. Wow. I think that's a pretty good definition of... Unsuccessful? Didn't (laughs) didn't turn out the way we wanted.
3: A bit of a whoopsie-daisy. Yes. Well, well, or in the parlance of the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Affluent parents are able to take advantage of the system in in ways that low-income parents cannot... Or they opt out of public schools altogether. What happened in San Francisco suggests that without remedies like wide-scale busing or school zones drawn deliberately to integrate, school desegregation will remain out of reach. After families submit their kindergarten applications, ranking as many school choices as they like across the city, a computer algorithm makes assignments. But overall, many parents and city leaders considered a disappointment. The district schools were more racially segregated in 2015 than they were in 1990 even though the city's neighborhoods have become more integrated. That pattern holds true in many of the nation's largest cities. Mm. Uh, The district is one of the most diverse in the nation. 35% of the students are, what do you suppose it's going to say here? I have to turn the page. Asian. Wow, that's something. 35% Asian. Yep. 27% Hispanic, 15% white, 7% African American. But over the past several decades white, Asian and Hispanic students on average have been clustered in schools with more children of their own races.
3: Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. I don't know. This, so, this is this is why the whole, you know, grievance culture intersectionality thing gets so tiresome. So you got now minority white students and, and plurality Asians, and for some reason we threw Hispanic students in there with them in that group to illustrate the uh, the segregation. So,
0: but is this is this what happened? Like, I've I've been saying this for years, and I think it's true. This this doesn't get addressed enough. When people say they want more diversity, they almost always mean they want more people who look like them. Mm-hmm it's just not that common that people actually want to be around other people of other races, like go out of their way to be around people of other races. That's just not the way we're built. And there's lots of examples of that happening in in places. There are affluent black neighborhoods in some areas of the country where black people live there. And they're not forced to live there. They choose that neighborhood because they want to live around other black people. Uh-huh. And they all catch on. Oh, hey, that's a nice black neighborhood. Some more black people move there. Right. It's, it's just, it's just, you know, it's like it's like colleges. So you got all these college students. You have, there, there's some tendency for certain races to group together at the
3: lunch tables. It's just the way it is. Well, nobody likes to talk about the science, the indisputable science, that shows infants prefer faces of their own race. Because birds babies are racist. Babies are racist. Racist, I racist, racist babies. It. I know it. Little clan babies. They're lazy and racist.
4: Right? Get a job, racist
3: baby. Well, birds of a feather flock together. It's an ancient saying in various forms. And in no way does that justify any sort of discrimination or hate or cruelty or not giving people their constitutional rights or anything idiotic like that. It just is. And you've got to be careful, you know, how far you go. In achieving what you see as a better world in the face of
4: what people seem to like, I would be curious to know what their definition of a successful integration of the school district would look like like yeah, is, yeah. is it only a, an even percentage of like, right, right like it has how, to
0: match each school should be exactly what the population is right those
4: percentages the, i just gave you is that the only possible outcome of in their mind of a, <laughs> a, a, a healthy school system i don't know and would the kids be happier and would they learn more
0: but how about my premise of when people say they want diversity they generally mean they more, want more people of their own race I don't. I don't. How often in a black neighborhood do you think do do people say there are too many black people here? We really want more white people. How, how often do uh, Asian people say, you know what? I just think there are too many Asian people in this this neighborhood. We need more black people and more Hispanics. Does that happen very often? I don't think it actually happens very often. No. no. I think you're in a neighborhood where you wish there were more people of your race, and then you call that diversity.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not anti the concept of diversity. I'm not, various things, I'm not either. I'm just saying I'm not saying, a, let's, a religious fanatic about it, though. Let's like just be are.
0: realistic that when people say that, they usually want more people of their own race. Oh, okay. So so you had integrated neighborhoods. You open it up to where you can go to any school you want to, and then people segregated themselves more. Mm. That's what happened here.
3: Yeah, yeah, in effect. And, you know, Cheek Bajow with that story is another one that happens to be from Cal Unicornia. And this, actually, and I hate to take it dark, but it relates really closely to the Parkland uh, High School shooting of, uh, was that a year ago, two years ago? I don't know. Time flies when you get old. And anyway. too many shootings to oh, keep track of. Right, exactly. Yeah, absolutely horrific. But that's this trend in uh, discipline in education that's called the Positive Behavior Interventions and Support System, um, where you you don't punish people in the, uh, the traditional way. There aren't specific disincentives for acting up or disrupting the classroom or open defiance or whatever. Uh, you're placed in intervention group programs, counseling, alternative programs, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and they had a, a school district in Visalia, California, where they just had a raucous school district meeting in which every single teacher except one said, this is a miserable failure, this doesn't work, I can't control my classroom. The word chaos came up over and over again. And this feel-good philosophy is sweeping the nation. The Obama administration was big on it, and the whole Parkland thing was all about, they were trying to make their numbers look good to have federal funding. And making your numbers look good means not punishing people.
0: So another unintended consequence.
3: Yeah, please. it's it's wishful thinking discipline because the the discipline fell more heavily on students of color, and so they thought, well, you know, in in the uh, you know the theoretical framework of our time, that's proof that the problem is not the people or the culture or, or traditions or whatever. the problem is the system.
0: So one of our favorite guests, Lonnie Chen, coming up in a little bit. He's one of your top political pundits out there. He's really good. You know, talking about the, the landscape, I suppose. God dang it! I, I, I wonder if I, I just have a sense that the nation is getting tired of the, the whole thing. Oh yeah. I don't know if that's bad news for Trump or if it just it's. I don't know. Maybe we'll ask Lonnie about that. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. nation. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts Armstrong and Getty One More Thing. That's our daily after show podcast.
0: And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world.
3: Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes
0: or wherever podcasts are given away for free.
3: Because we're stupid. Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: So, you slandered this man. Yeah, what I sort of want to know is how do, we get, how do we get to this point? Yes, I and, do
2: not think that so so I'm slandering get to the point anyone. Where no. All, all how I, I can, can say... Mr. Chairman, I, I am done. Thank you very and much. And you slandered this man from top to bottom.
3: I, I want to say this before we welcome our esteemed guest... Maisie Hirono from Hawaii sounds like a dope. Now, it's fairly unlikely she's actually a dope. Is it possible she just has resting dope voice? I mean, like this guy here turns up as an astrophysicist. I mean, it's possible.
0: (laughs) So uh, a majority of Americans don't want impeachment proceedings to happen in Congress I think people are just getting tired of all this. I don't know if that hurts Trump or the Democrats or everyone or no one. I don't know. So we should talk to somebody smart.
3: Indeed, Lon J. Chen, is the host of the podcast Crossing Lines with Lon Chen. Lon is also a David and Diane Steffi Research Fellow at the Hoover Institution, Director of Domestic Policy Studies at Stanford University. Lon how are you, sir?
5: Good morning, gentlemen. Doing well. How are you?
3: Oh, awesome. Terrific. So yeah. there
0: is the big ABC Washington Post poll came out. I guess over the weekend, um, majority of people don't want impeachment proceedings to, to start. The, the, the vast majority of people, their opinion wasn't changed one way or another over the Mueller report. I just, I, I just think, I just feel like people are worn out by all of this. And does that help or hurt? Who's that help or hurt?
5: Yeah, I do think that there's a certain amount of fatigue that's set in. I mean, I think most Americans look at this and they just say, you know what? stop bickering and get something done you know i I think that's that's the predominant frame through which people see all this in terms of who it helps or hurts i I think it depends on how the cards are played if the democrats do proceed to impeachment proceedings i cannot do you think that's a possibility
0: i haven't even considered Um, that actually might happen you think that could happen
5: well there you got to remember there's this conflict in the democratic party for all the talk about what's going on in the Republican Party with Trump and people who don't like Trump, the bigger divide and the bigger story over the next year is going to be the division within the Democratic Party. And you see this played out between Nancy Pelosi and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I mean no one has thrown more shade at Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez than Nancy Pelosi. No doubt. Now now Nancy Pelosi's got a problem, which is that she's the only sane one in the room now. <laughs> she's the one saying she's the one saying, look, we can't we can't do this impeachment thing. It's not going to make a whole lot of sense given what we have on the record now. The problem is there's so many people agitating for this on the progressive left, and it's it's not even just raw numbers, guys, it's how loud they are. And oftentimes, you, I mean, you, you, you fellows know this, whoever yells the loudest in an argument wins. And so I, while I don't think it makes any sense on God's green earth for Democrats to proceed to impeachment proceedings, it wouldn't surprise me if they do it either, just given where the energy is in their party.
0: Wow, interesting. That'd be something. That'd be what a what a crazy maneuver that would be against the wishes of your house, uh, the House Speaker, and I, I'm guessing Chuck Schumer's not into it. I mean, when when Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi came out of that infrastructure meeting the other day with Trump and all talked about how we had a great meeting, and uh, this is that that's not a couple of leaders who are excited about impeachment, or they wouldn't be talking that way.
5: Well, that's right, and and the interesting part of this is. You've got a dynamic here, right, because some of these Democrats, particularly marginal Democrats who were elected in 2018, let's say, from Southern California, who represent districts that are pretty evenly divided, they'd love to have a $2 trillion infrastructure package to take home some of that to their districts and say, look at what i got. Look at what I was able to win. The the problem is going to be on the other side of this. If, in fact, you have a situation now where you've got people uh, who are running for president, let's say, for example, they would benefit from nothing more than having a little more conflict. And it it, it doesn't fit the narrative well if Trump is able to do a deal with the Democrats. So, in some ways, all the incentives are misaligned here, and that's why Americans are so sick and tired of all this.
3: Yeah, yeah, it is the age of hyperbole everywhere, from social media to the TV and just the radio. Um, And and politics is a hypercharged hyperbole, I think. But yeah, I think that's probably why Joe Biden is so clearly. Trying to be Mister Calm, Mister We're Fine, Mister Chuckling Warmly. He, he, in fact, you know, he said the other day that China's not a competitor to us. It's fine. They're nice folks. They're good folks. I mean, so his uh, his strategies uh, definitely emerged. Would you agree? That's his thing.
5: Yeah, he's he's sort of. I'm going to be the voice of reason. I'm going to be the comfortable blanket you you know you throw on when it's when it's cold on a winter night. The problem is. And it gets back again to this what we were talking about earlier, which is the split within the Democratic Party. I'm not so sure the Democratic primary electorate, which is the electorate he needs to speak to right now, is particularly interested in a restoration of things past. I think they're interested in a forward-looking vision, a dramatic, bold change. And that's not Joe Biden. I mean, you listen to Joe Biden, his policy prescription is straight out of 1992. There's not a whole lot he's talking about that's going to be anything new. And so that's the challenge that I think – that, that I think he's going to face, which is what what he's selling fundamentally is probably not something that a lot of Democratic primary voters want. Now, they may end up deciding, okay, we'll swallow it and we'll take it because we think he's the guy best equipped to beat Trump. But I'll tell you, he seems a little bit out of step with the Democratic Party electorate. Now, not out of step with maybe what the general independent public wants, but in terms of Democratic primary voters, it doesn't sound like a great message to me.
3: Uh, I uh, I hate to derail the conversation, but I find that to be a really interesting uh, question, a statement in the form of a question. What would be the best way for the parties to select presidential candidates? Because what you've described, and it's undeniably true, sounds like a bad way to do it. We're going to have a fired up, small minority of people pick who appeals to them. Then we'll trot them out to the general population who we already know is looking for something different.
5: Yeah, well, you know, we, the way that they used to do it was the old uh, smoke-filled rooms where party elders and leaders would get together and figure out who they wanted. And that, to that was
0: probably better, wasn't it? I mean, I, yeah, you well,
5: know, I, I, I kind of feel like it might be. I mean, that's, that's, that's that's interesting. A, that's Everybody's come
0: full circle on that. When I was I younger, know. I thought that just sounds terrible. A couple of powerful people making all the decisions, but Nancy yeah, and Chuck I mean, would do a better choice than the than the than the uh, energized AOC wing is going to do.
5: Yeah, you know, I, I think that's right. And you know, the funny thing about this is we're always fighting the last fight. Okay. So think about the Democrats, the perfect example of this. What they do in twenty sixteen is they decide we're gonna get rid of something called superdelegates, right? DeLon, just he, just
3: to let you this. know, we've got like forty five seconds, but go ahead.
5: Okay. So I'll try to make this quick. They've got these superdelegates, right, which are basically party elders help select the nominee, they decide, you know, we're going to get rid of those. So fast forward, we're in 2020 now. The party elders in the Democratic Party have far less influence uh, unless there's a contested convention. Then they gain influence again. But this is what I'm talking about. They're always fighting the last fight. And in some ways, going back to the way things were sometimes might not be a bad idea because you might actually end up with a better outcome. Wow. Listen, let's follow
3: up on that next time we chat. Yeah. We apologize for the, the abrupt end, Lon He, but it's always a pleasure. Lon He Chan is the host of the podcast. Crossing lines with Lon Chen. Yeah,
0: that's interesting. That sounds like they've got a recipe for a less um, uh, effective candidate than they've ever had.
3: Right. More democracy is not always better.
2: What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Bar a no show. So, what's coming up next in Scrabble purists Outraged by Major Changes in Gameplay? <laughs> oh, now you've got my <laughs> <any> attention.
0: <laughs> On the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: I can ramble you, too. <laughs>
0: I keep hearing Mother's Day ads on the radio, and I thought, Jesus, Mother's Day is this Sunday, and I wasn't ready for it. It's next Sunday. Not this Sunday, the next
3: Sunday. All right. I thought, holy crap.
0: Plan ahead. Uh, And we got this text. This is a pretty good one, what we were just talking about, that maybe the smoke-filled rooms were better at picking candidates Mm -hmm. than the current systems are. Having party elders would have yielded Jeb Bush and Hillary Clinton. No thanks. Absolutely would have. That's who the party elders would have chosen.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Probably.
0: Mm-hmm. You're never going to get any...
3: Hillary's 100% assured.
0: Yeah, you're never going to get any change of any kind that way. That's, that's one of the biggest downsides. You can't have any substantive change when the parties, the powerful are choosing it. Right. Right. And you get closer to nobody wanting to upset the apple cart, which is they're all getting rich and are,
3: and are powerful.
0: Um, I don't know. I don't
3: Unless know. the parties lose support and go away. Yeah. yeah which perfect. used to happen.
0: Let's get the news now with Marcia
2: Phillips. Well, the battle rages on. The chairman of the House Judiciary Committee says Attorney General Bill Barr's refusal to testify is indefensible.
5: We will make one
3: more good faith attempt to, to negotiate and to get the access to the report that we need. If we don't get that, we will proceed to hold the Attorney General in contempt. There what percentage?
0: What percentage of people are into this battle? Would you guess? I'm thinking it's tiny. I think it's tiny. Fifteen percent would be on the high end of yeah. people that are like really into this. Yeah. He he didn't show. They're gonna pretend they're gonna make a big deal out of it. They're not. It's just gonna go away. Nobody will even remember this happened in a week. That'd be my guess, right?
2: After yesterday's Senate questioning a bar Democrat,
3: what's the next story? I want to leave room for the the other stories. Seriously. Oh no, right. yeah, just all
2: right. skip it. Just yeah. skip ahead. Okay, no. <laughs> who cares More than half of Americans want major changes to the system of government, including about one in ten who want a complete overhaul. That's according to a new survey by the University of Chicago Harris School for Public Policy.
0: Now that is interesting because that's what you that's mm-hmm. what you saw happen with Trump's election. That's what Brexit is. Right. that's what just happened in uh Spain. This is what happened this is happening all over the world.
2: It shows the dissatisfaction with the governmental system is closely tied with various policy concerns. You've got 61% of Democrats who want big changes. 52% of Republicans do as well.
3: Here's a question In different you. directions. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, getting back to uh, our question about how, we, how the parties select their candidates. Smoke-filled rooms versus more democracy, which is chanted like a religious slogan, like it's always good. But to your point about getting change... You're not wrong. I'm still noodling this through. But if the party elders pick the candidates and they do a bad job repeatedly, who will be held accountable? The party. And people will abandon it or start a new one or whatever. In this system, if if the party's cooked up, say, um, you know, jab if Trump wasn't around, or if you hate Trump, the parties are going to cook up Trump and... Like uh, uh, Bernie Sanders, an ancient socialist. Okay. who? If that happens, who do you hold responsible? The people. Primary voters? Yeah. So what do I do to them? How do I express my disf- dissatisfaction with them? Yeah, I suppose yell at them on Twitter and call them bad names and try to convince them to do different stuff. But mm. I just, I wonder, I wonder standoff is
2: dragging on in venezuela between president nicolas maduro and opposition leader juan Guaido.
3: maduro i wish i uh, i'm glad i didn't bet on guido cuz i would have i think maduro lasts it out really well, yeah, i want incredible to see your thunder marshal well, go ahead I'll withhold my comments for once in my life.
2: Citizens heeded Guaido's call to fill streets around the nation on Wednesday, but they were dispensed quickly by security forces with tear gas. Well, and here's the key. He
3: actually said, we need the millions to come out. Venezuela, who's with me? And thousands showed up. And why was that? Just, just... There's something good on TV, I don't know. Just wasn't the fire in the
0: belly for the revolution.
3: I'd imagine... The support for him wasn't what I hoped it would be. Uh, also fear. Also, two to three million Venezuelans have left because they're starving. So I don't except know. for the fat ones we saw, So right. a lot of fat Venezuelans in the street. Yeah, not starving.
2: Yeah, Guaido is also now calling for general strikes. He wants general strikes around the uh, nation to occur sporadically. The problem with that is. A lot of the people who have jobs are somehow tied in with the government, and if they go out on strike or talk against Maduro, they won't have a job. So, Ladies
3: and gentlemen, there is the most insidious part of socialism. The government feeds everybody, so everybody is terrified to resist the government. Mm -hmm.
2: All right, my friends, if you are a uh, Scrabble devotee, this news will take you aback. (laughs)
0: Sit down if
3: you're a Scrabble purist. Scrabble freak for life here. Also, I'm angry about words with friends, the online version. So, Marshall, please begin. Okay is now officially allowed in Scrabble. The two-letter word is one of more than 2,800
2: new words added to the latest edition of Collins' official Scrabble words. It is joining other new editions on the board like Fleek, Yowza, and Genderqueer. Okay, Yowza. Yowza. OK, previously banned for being capitalized, and an abbreviation, a controversial
0: choice for hardcore players. OK wasn't allowed in Scrabble? No. Certainly not.
4: It's no, what, what sort of kitchen table rules are you playing by, <laughs> Scofflaw? Right. <laughs> it is one of three two-letter words that have been
2: added. The others are EW, an expression of disgust. E-W? Yeah. Hmm. And Z, Z-E. A gender-neutral pronoun... By the way, fleek, you're probably wondering, what does fleek mean? Fleek means extremely good or
4: attractive.
3: Okay, now we're throwing in teenage slang. Yeah, it's just slang. How
4: long has fleek been around? How long will it be around? Sean, token Uh, millennial? It has been around longer than it will be around.
2: (laughs) Okay, I think we've already
4: passed the half-life of fleek. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. There
2: you go. Those (laughs) are the new words allowed in
4: Scrabble. And that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a getting show, The Conscience of the Nation. Gender for that one. Stuff tough. It's more than the seven letters, which is the maximum number that you get, so you'll have to tag on to somebody who put gender. You can just tag on the end. But if you do, that's a good 22 points right there. Super yep. bonus word, please. That's without any bonus scores oh, yeah, involved. Yeah. And if you aren't going for the the, the the triple word scores, I don't even know why you're playing Scrabble. I'm kind of a shoots and ladders guy. Mm. <laughs> this is why mm. I play Uno. Exactly. We're go. making Uno at oh, our yes. house. I like it when I make my friends draw four. Oh, that's <laughs> so <laughs> great. For some reason... <laughs>
0: For some reason, my youngest really likes a skip card. If he gets to skip you, oh, just he just feels like he really, really burned you. Wow. You don't even get to play. (laughs) Wow, it's
3: like
4: imprisonment
0: or bondage. So we were talking earlier, San Francisco. This was in the New York Times. San Francisco had the good intentions of more integration in the schools with the assumption that that's what would be good. Um, And they ended up with less. And we got a a number of texts about that that are pretty interesting in, in different towns where they've tried different things. Yep. Human nature and whatnot. Among other things we can talk about on the way, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Yeah, a number of people pointing out EW is spelled with more than one W.
3: Usually.
0: two two or three.
3: Like two's plenty,
0: but... Two's probably plenty. EW is not enough. Sorry, Scrabble people. Oh, that's in your official Scrabble uh, handbook now. All right. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The
3: Conscience of the Nation. Eh, 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 eh.
0: Karen, nobody cares, but we probably ought to hit you with this breaking news. That's a crime, Nancy Pelosi said. Uh, that Attorney General William Barr testified falsely in April about Robert Mueller's response to his So <sighs> Barr basically testified that, um, uh, I don't know what Mueller thought of my report, or <laughs> he, he didn't seem to care, whatever. Um, Nancy Pelosi says he lied, and that's a crime. So that's the Speaker of the House saying the Attorney General has committed a crime. Mm -hmm. Now, is she just throwing that around for cable news fodder, or is she... You shouldn't just throw that around when you're the Speaker of the House unless you plan to act on it.
3: Yeah, what they're saying is that Barr said, yeah, I don't know what he thinks of it, but he'd gotten that letter the previous day, And talked on the phone. Yeah, yeah. So, um... Maybe he's going with the Joe Getty, I don't want to talk about this. Honey, do you think we should blank... I don't know. (laughs)
0: Okay, more. Uh, she also said if anybody else did that, it would be considered a crime. Okay, that's a little softer. I don't know. You're the Speaker of the dang house. You If you're saying the Attorney General just committed a crime, you got to do something, don't you?
3: Mm, yeah. Yeah. And I wish him? them luck. Do you impeach the Attorney General? That is the talk now. It's gone from impeaching Trump to impeaching the Attorney General. Oh, boy. In the same way it, it it pivoted from Russian collusion to obstruction of justice. Now it's Barr, and it's an argument over his statement about the reaction of the special counsel to his four page summary, which came out just before the whole report. Yes. So we'll and be following that, that. That is why people who are trying to make a freaking living should bring their lives to a halt and halt the federal government. Okay, fine. Prosecute them. Good luck. We will uh, We will keep you
0: updated on that. So we were talking earlier about So San Francisco and other cities have tried this, but the New York Times is talking about how San Francisco, um, uh, with a bold effort of letting you send your kid to any school in the city, doesn't matter what part of the city you live in, mm-hmm. if you think that's a better school over there, you can... Have your kid go to that school. And they thought they would end up with more integrated schools, with more of a mixture, more diverse schools. They ended up with less diverse schools, um, if you think that's a crime. Um, and and I said, well, it's just humans, human beings' tendency to want to hang around people of their own race. It's just, it's just the way we're built. This is what we do. If you leave us in the wild, this is what we do on our own. We got a number of texts. I'm a black man now living in a predominantly white neighborhood. I grew up in an all-black area. We never, ever thought that we should have more white people or any other ethnicity in our hood. I think that's a white thing, maybe a white privilege thing. White people thinking, we need more diversity. I'm not sure Asians, you tell me, Asians, Hispanics, this guy's a black guy, says no. Nobody in his neighborhood felt like it. We
3: need more white people here. Right?
0: We need more uh, Hispanics here.
3: Well, this comes down to the great question of equality of opportunity or or results. I mean, if you're free to move into or out of a neighborhood, that's okay with me. I'm great with that. If you're trying to make people do this, that, or the
4: other to enforce your view of how the world ought to work, that I resent. When When I was in London... And I went to a Mexican food restaurant, and their Mexican food buffet was barbecued chicken and corn on the cob. I was like, you guys need more Mexicans here. Mm. Right. That's, so it does happen. Yeah. So that's I, I've had that thought, but that was different. That was me on vacation, and I was hungry. <laughs> so I don't know if that counts.
0: For this text, my kids went to a very diverse high school. All the ethnic groups pretty much stayed grouped together. Yeah, I've seen this happen. Uh, public schools in my town have the same issue. Parents have chosen to segregate based on race. One school's mostly white, one mostly Chinese, and one mostly Indian. They decided that on their own. Mm. I just think that's the way we're built. You might think that's terrible, that part of human nature, but,
3: but it is. It just, it, 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 quit right. acting like that's not true. It just depends how it's exercised. If it's exercised in a way that hurts people or, or, or quashes their rights, then it's bad. If it's exercised and people are happy, leave them alone.
0: Or if it's if it's around, um, like if it's around income, if if most of the people that are poor are
4: black and the sk- poor schools suck, right. That's that's a problem, right? You got to bring those schools up, right? Yeah, I do think that's a very interesting. There are so many things that get discussed about as a a racial issue that I think the the underlying things are are economically based. There's a difference between the rich schools and the poor schools. And but we focus on who are the, the what's the race of the people attending those schools as opposed to the finances. Of it's them. easier to see for one thing, right?
0: So you might remember this story. I remember when it happened. I remember we talked about it. I think we had a guest on. It was horrible. Some CIA agent. Well, not some. Well, at the time it was some. We know who it is now. <laughs> Jerry Schwan Xing Lee, fifty-four. Um, he was a CIA agent and he was in China and the Chinese flipped him. And he gave a whole bunch of names to the Chinese of people that were spying
3: oh, no. for the United States,
0: and a whole bunch of them got executed. Oh, Twenty God. of them were thrown in prison or executed. Wow! Twenty Chinese that we had working for us in China, <laughs> he gave the government all the names, and they were they were killed
3: for it. How they flipped the guy? Greed, fear,
0: greed. He said he'd be financially set for life if he provided the information. Well, he was arrested by the United States at JFK Airport. He flew back. We got on. To, we caught onto it. He was flying back into the country. He was arrested January of last year. I remember talking about this story. It was the early 2000s when this actually happened, when he gave the names and they arrested and killed all these people. Mm. Anyway, he's, um, he's going to go to prison. He, pleaded, he pled guilty. That's something.
3: That is something. To save his neck, probably, because they can't let him out. I mean, if they let him out, who do they keep for life?
0: Uh, pleading guilty to conspiring with China to commit espionage, two lesser charges of retaining secret information after leaving the CIA were dropped. Well, I don't know. Maybe this is enough to keep him in forever. I don't know. Mm. If he's fifty-four, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. What would be enough to keep you in forever? If having people who are working for the United States were were executed because of your your' flipping, right? Man, that's 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 a heck of a thing.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of pleading guilty, they've got. Uh, I think the first couple pled guilty to the uh, the the college cheating thing. And I only bring it up because uh, they're getting all these people because the way the scam run, ran, uh, you know, you'd you'd make a donation to this guy's charity and he would find a, a crew slot for you at UCLA or whatever, USC. Well, it turns out these people were declaring the donation as tax deductible. So they're guilty of tax fraud, money laundering, and all these heavy-duty federal crimes. So they're looking at, you know, Probably as much time as that guy, which is a bit of a head scratcher. He's going to um, get
0: 21 years minimum, could be life.
3: Yeah. So the these, Chinese spy dude. So these rich people. Um,
0: uh, he said what now? Twenty one. Twenty one min- minimum could be life.
3: Oh, I see. So that's okay. pretty serious. Sentence. With the 20 dead people, I'm thinking it goes closer to yeah, life. But yeah. anyway.
4: Um, is one of these people Patricia Richardson from Home Improvement? Why? Why am I paying attention? Unless it's a, <laughs> a Daphne from <laughs> Frasier. Anything that'd be a good one. She is <laughs> so charming and R- British.
0: Random and sitcom wacky. stars. If they cheated to get their kids into college, as I'm interested. Otherwise, I'm
4: sorry. yeah. Well, I'm, hmm.
3: yeah, hmm. but these people are looking at like twenty, thirty years behind bars. So they're pleading out, and some of these rich folks are going to jail for three, four years. That's something. Including Uh, our friend? uh, I don't know about that. And one of them is
4: Topanga from Boy Meets World? (laughs) No,
3: no, Sean. No, no.
4: It matters because it matters.
3: Uh, uh, But uh, I had another point before I so rudely interrupted. Oh, but if you crack somebody over the head or whatever, you're probably on the street the next day. Um, Or that afternoon, according to all the cops we correspond with. So it depends on the severity of the violent crime. Ah, uh, I don't want to, you know,
0: exactly. I see your point. And I don't want to come off as, I don't know, elite privilege, white privilege, oh, no, whatever, no, no, that no, I that no. I don't think these people ought to go to jail. But, gee, so you're doing something that everybody in your neighborhood has been doing it. It's, everybody you know does it. It's just, right. it's the way it works. Yeah. And yeah. then you do it and you get caught and you're going to go to prison. Real prison for real years. Right.
3: Right. Isn't and, that something?
0: And, and as I said yesterday, everybody assumes this is the way it works anyway.
3: They're not like I'm shocked that yeah. this is the way it works. But they are laundering money by the legal definitions, mm-hmm. and they are cheating on their taxes, and there are penalties for that. The, the point, if there is a point, is that, and again, this goes out to you, build, prison, build schools, not prisons, crowd. We don't have nearly enough cells for all the people who break the law in a serious way. Oh, all the people who got caught with a dime bag of pot. No, there's virtually nobody in jail for that. Uh, we need way more jails
0: well, why not why not more on this angle of These are the universities that are lecturing us about diversity and sexism and all these different things, and you're letting in
3: rich white people because they bribed their way in. Well, the universities aren't, per se. It's individuals within the university who are cheating and and are are immediately fired. And I
0: think this has been going on forever, and I think I'd be crazy to think that the universities... So I I have always believed that rich people cheat their way into these universities. Or bribe. (laughs) Bribe their ways
3: in. Yeah. Bribe their way in.
0: And But the people at the university, they didn't know that was going on? I don't believe that.
3: They don't think that well, that happens at a number of levels? There are plenty of schools where they openly say, yeah, legacies are big contributors your kid gets in. <laughs> You're
4: sure. telling me French Stewart from Third Rock from the Sun, his kids got into college all ah, on their own? Right, that's enough.
0: <laughs> I like the one of Meryl Streep. Both her daughters went to, like, Stanford and Yale or whatever. Right. Of course, because she's just so smart. Her oh, yeah. children are so smart. Right. That even as an affluent white person, which is a strike against you, both of those things, they still got in. Mm-hmm.
3: Very because bright they're so kids, smart, and all these yeah.
0: politicians, all their kids go to these colleges. Yep, because yep. they're so smart. Like I'm a I'm a George W. Bush fan, but is he Harvard Yale material on his own? No, I don't think so. Probably not. He did read three Shakespeare's. Whatever. That's the way it works. I just assumed it worked that way. I'm
3: not surprised. Got real prison time. Like, real time. I'd like to try laundering money. Sounds interesting. (laughs) Or a good hobby.
2: Stimulating.
0: A new challenge. Well, we'll have our chances. You're listening to the Armstrong
1: and Getty Show.